welcome to Road to Billions podcast, the mentality of an entrepreneur, with your host, Moise Bertrand. Hey, what's up, everybody? It is your host, Moise Bertrand of Road to Billions podcast. It's been an amazing journey, you guys, and I want to say thank you to every last one of you guys who's been listening and tuning in on the podcast you know, like I always tell you guys all the time, <clears throat> if I'm giving you guys personal stories, I'm always trying to mix it with business and just give you like giving you guys real life advice um, and scenarios and just like solutions to your problems if I can help you with any. So for this instance, particularly, you know, I have someone who purchased the house, of course, and now they're on the rehab side of things. And then after the rehab, you know, we go into the tenant placement and find the whole tenant, all that good stuff. So before you guys even purchase the house, if you guys haven't listened to this episode already, listen to my previous episode um, this last season, how to buy your first investment property. I broke it down, you know, exceptionally of ways to go about it, you know, owner financing, you know, creative financing with other people money. Or if you have enough money for yourself, you could buy your own house. But make sure your numbers are always right before you even purchase that house. Um, And that's your first thing. So this episode is pretty much going to be about you know, the scope of work. What is the scope of work? How do you even define what your rehab is going to be about? What do you look for in different types of houses that, you know, this house may need a rehab as much. Um, this house may may not need as much rehab as compared to this house, but what are, what are two different things you're going to do in two different houses, if that makes sense? Like, what is this house is going to be done? And what, what's going to be done in this house? So anytime you walk in the house, anybody, you guys could feel the energy in the house, Right. You guys can see how the house looks from the outside. You guys can see how the house looks from the inside. You guys can look up and down. You guys can feel the floor. You guys can feel the walls. You guys can smell the air. You guys can feel the air, right? So when you're walking to any home, you want to be in a comfortable home, right? So how do you bring a home up to comfort? Well, you want to take care of the things that are most essential in the, in the home. So whenever I, I walk a property, I look for the four essential things before I even move on to the next property, right? I mean, move on to the next task and, and look at the property and all that good stuff. I first check out the roof. I asked them primarily, when was the last time the roof was done? I asked them for the contractor's number. I asked for the contractor's license number. I asked for the permit that was that was done on the roof because people be like, oh, the roof was done in five years ago. And then you'll just take their word for it, and then all of a sudden, boom, you get me? So just make sure you do your due diligence on everything. Same thing goes for the plumbing. Ask them what type of plumbing materials was used because they might have galvanized pipes or any other type of pipes. And every pipe has this different duration and length of time. You know, they give out a certain amount of times or in a certain amount of years. And um, unless they're very much durable, you may have to replace it if the owner, the previous owner, never put work into that, um, the plumbing. So you want to ask how long the plumbing was done. You want to check if the plumbing has any issue, any leaks anywhere. And then you just want to do your routine check, like how you were if you were walking your own house, if you noticed something was leaking, would you call somebody for that? And that's pretty much a, a rehab you'll be doing for that particular thing. Same thing as well goes for the HVAC. How's the central air? Is it on? Does it work? Do we need to replace it? Do we need to fix it? Do we need to, you know, make some more adjustments to our budget? Do we have to, you know, just do certain things to make the house cool? You know, do we have to not use the central air, but we could put a, um, a split AC unit at the top of the wall? Near the ceiling, if you guys don't know what that is, if you walk into a dentist or any place that has this long white um, beam, it's, it's like a, I will, I will compare it to like a, um, like a huge long beam. It's like probably like four by five, honestly. And you, you, you will paste it 
not even paste, you will nail it and stuff. You will have it against the wall and stuff. And it's a real AC condenser and, and unit that you would just put on and it, it makes a remote sound like deep, And then you would just have that turned on and the whole house will be cooled. So that's a split AC unit that could work depending on the size of the home. You may need, need two or three depending on the size. It could be a lot more, but then again, central air. You got to think about how much that's going to cost you, the, the cost of that, <clears throat> and how much more is going to cost you to spend on those single units or how much it's going to cost you to, fi to fix or replace that central air. So whatever choice you make, make sure it's your best choice. Also, the next thing, electricity, how's the wiring, how's everything set up? When was the wiring done? If it's a rehab, if no lights are on, you don't want to tell how the wires are, you know, wired up. Make sure you you double check with the seller to get that, you know, get that permit done because at the end of the day, you want to make sure everything is legit, everything is um, up to code, and you want to make sure everything is also not going to be a hindrance to your pockets later after you close, you know. And even even if after you, before you close, you should be doing a due diligence period, right? Because if one thing is too out of your budget, this counts the whole rehab. I'm not going to sit here and bullshit you because you still got to pay for materials and laborers on everything you do after that. So if you know you don't got 10 grand to replace the AC unit and you don't have no other partners in the deal and you don't have that 10 grand to, you got more than 10 grand, obviously, I hope to do if you're doing rehab. <clears throat> but what I'm saying is as far as taking care of the whole rehab, can you throw away 10 grand on an AC unit? And if you can't, you just got to move on to the next deal to see what, what's more your favor and what's more budget friendly. Um, I don't like I don't like doing too much on rehabs. I like to just go inside of a house that already has the structurally things built because it makes it easier on your pockets and it makes it easier on your consciousness. Because if you don't know what's going on in the house, if you heard my last rehab, you know, it was a leakage on the house. I had a foundation problem. I had to spend more money than I anticipated. Yes, I got it done, but who likes spending more money? You get me? So make sure you take care of that. And the last thing as well, um, like I said, the HVAC, the roof, the electricity, and the plumbing. Um, once you get all those things done, man, and you see how those things go about, and obviously, like I said, you already know what you spending on the house. You already know how much you need to buy the house for to make it a good budget and good price for yourself. You know how much you're going to spend on rehab, not only to bring the house up to code, but to bring this house up to either living, you know, capabilities or selling capabilities. Either or, you got to make sure you make a decision quick because houses, I would not recommend to sit on it too long because you're paying a mortgage if if it doesn't make no money, you're having a carrying cost. So every month, every every month, you know, utilities add up, mortgage adds up, insurance still still rolling. They don't care what what you got going on. Make sure you still stay focused. You get me? So that's that. Um, once you get all those things situated, of course, you close. Hooray! Boom. You want to get the scope of work done. The scope of work is pretty much what is going to be done in the house. You know, like I spent, like I spoke before on other episodes, you know, I kind of keep everything brief, but for this episode, particularly, I'm going to go into a little more detail about what is the scope of work, what is the rehab process, and how do you find all these other good things to make sure your rehab goes efficiently well. So before you even start looking for a contractor, you got to make sure you know what you're talking about. You got to know what, sh what you're looking for. You got to know what you want, want to get done. So once you go in this house, let's just say this house doesn't have any problems. You probably just want to do the bathroom over. Cool. The central air is good. Lighting, plumbing, everything's intact. Bet. We good. You just want to write down, you know, this is prematurely. This is not you really doing it like a professional. You just want to write and take notes of everything that needs to be done on the spot. What are the things that you have to get done? What's the priority list? So you know you got to get the bathroom done because you can't have a house without no running bathroom. That's horrible. Got to get the bathroom done. The floors, you see the floors look horrible. Get that done. The kitchen, can you save the kitchen? Can you have those cabinets re resurface and sand it down and paint it over? Can you do that? Do you want to do that? 
if you can, let's save money on that. But something has to get replaced in the cabinet, in the, in the kitchen, because you don't want the same energy that you carried on from the last person to carry on to that kitchen. And then let alone you want the kitchen to have a different look, a different feel. Even if you got to replace the lights from regular lights to like can lights, you know, if you do something like that, hanging lights, if you want to change the countertop to marble and all granite, just, just change something for the next person could feel like something was done to the house and let alone so you could feel like you did a great job on the house as well. You know, I just want everybody to be um, very much stable in the house and feel comfortable. I don't want nobody to feel like it was a half-assed job. So once you have everything written down, you know you're going to do the flooring over, cup lights, lightings, replace the ceiling fans, doors, interior doors, the flooring, um, the paint job, interior and outside. Now you have what you have, what you call the scope of work, the list of things that you're about to do to the house. So just like I tell you guys, don't think about what the labor is going to cost you because you still have to buy materials. So the contractor might give you a great price on labor, right? But the materials might still eat you the fuck up. So you need to meet that contractor down the middle somewhere where he feels like you're not going to bullshit him. And also he feels like you're not ripping him off and you don't feel like he's ripping you off because you're giving him business and he's paying people to do the business. So I try to tell everybody, if it's your first real estate deal, you got to just take it on the chin. You get me? Because the first time I got hit, you feel me? So you just got to take it on the chin. But I don't want you to go into it taking whatever the first person gives you. If this person say, oh, to get this whole house done, you know the house ain't that crazy big. You know it ain't really that much to do. $14,000. And you look at him like, well, I'm going to double check, you know? I don't want you guys to take the first price that's thrown at you. So this thing about that. So the scope of work is what you want to just itemize and figure out what you want to pay for and how you want to make the budget friendly and what other things you want to add to the house. And once you have a Home Depot list, because I recommend you buy your own materials. Why? Because you have people who are snake oil salesmen that will come in, buy more materials or raise the price of the materials on you. And what they'll do is they'll do keep the money that, you know, of course, they, they raise the materials on you. And either they'll buy more materials for another job that they're doing, they're making you pay for it, and you just don't really know. So you're thinking you're paying for something and you may have four, six, four to a thousand dollars extra hundred, like four to a thousand dollars, right? That you're being upselled on every let's just say fourth item. So now you four or five grand over over budget. And the contractor saying, Yeah, man, you know, I'm just this is the best I could do. He's playing mind games with you, man, because that's not the best way you could do. What's the most that you could do? What's the minimum you could do? And what are we trying to do? You get me? So you want to have a conversation with them. You want to have a conversation with every contractor, and you want to let them know, listen, I got this quote from this other guy over here. Even though the quote may not be for real, right? So if you're trying to spend 10 grand, you're like, listen, man, you spoke to this. this the first contractor told you 14 grand, right? You're trying to spend 10 grand, right? Remember I told you guys you went four grand over because he started charging on the materials? You tell the next contractor, listen, you're like, listen, man, I have a new deal that I'm looking to get done next month or so, Right? I need, to trust, I need to trust you on this deal so I can know if I want to move forward on that deal. I had another contractor went ahead and quote me on the same job that I'm, you know, that I'm trying to get a quote from you. He quoted me, and it was a little bit over my budget, 11.5. He might be like, so how much are you trying to spend? I'm like, honestly, 10. And he might, man, man, 10 is kind of rough. I'm like, can you at least do, I don't know, man, can you at least do like, 11, he charged 11.5. Yeah, but the thing about that is once he was charging me 11.5, it was like he said that, whatever. It, was, it, wasn't, it wasn't something genuine. 
you know, you don't want to make you don't want to make it seem like this other person is giving you a deal and why didn't you take it? Because it's gonna make it look fishy, right? You want to tell him the deal was great that the other person gave me, but it's the person that I can't work with. Once you hit that person with that, you be like, listen, man, someone recommended me to you, even though no one didn't recommend you. Just like a realtor from a brokerage recommended you to, they said that hey, you do great work. Cool. You get a recommendation, a referral. Not only are they thinking that you're going to take their word for whatever price they're taking for, but they're also knowing they have to keep you happy because you may just be a reincurrent customer. So you're like, listen, man, this other dude, he charged me eleven five. I was not trying to pay eleven five. It went over my budget, $1,500. I could do 11 for you. You know, if you could do 11 for me, bro, I really appreciate it. And, you know, just try to work with what I got, man. At this point, the other dude charged you 14 grand. You got this dude down to 11 grand. He would have charged you probably 20 if you told him the other dude would have charged you 14. He probably would charge you 13, 12. You feel me? You got that. You got that down all the way from 14 to 11.5 to 11. So you only spent $1,000 extra for a great amount of work. And you let that person know that you're about to work with. Listen, man. You don't know me and I don't know you. But what I do know is that I'd rather work with you, continue on next projects if you do a really good job on this project. I have other people who obviously they're looking for honest and stand-up contractors all the time. And I feel like I'll be, I'll, I'll feel a great amount of gratitude and confidence to refer you to someone else. You get me? So you just want to make sure you play these mind games because real estate is a mind game sport. It's all about sharks. It's all about who wants to, who wants to eat this shit the most. Who wants to take control of the most land, of the most deeds, of the most mortgages? Who wants to get the most properties under one year? Who wants to get these houses for a good price, still make a profit, and don't ever get hit over the head like a regular investor? You got to be the best at the best at the, your negotiation skills and your communication skills because not everybody's going to take your word for it. It may just be a little more finessing than you have to in real estate because obviously it's a, it's a player sport. You know, you know somebody, they know you, you know, you plug them in, now it's a whole different rabbit hole you down and you might just be buying more deals based off the people you know so relationships are key you know so when i tell people all the time pay everybody take care of the people who take care of you don't don't have a problem with like giving somebody else a job if you can't take care of that person right now like okay i may not use you but let me see if i can refer you to somebody else let's get that going so scope of work once you like i said get a good estimate of guesses from all contractors it may not be exactly what you were looking to pay but try to pay at least what you comfortable paying, if that makes sense. If you know the contractor said he's going to do a good job and you trust his confidence, you trust his work, and you obviously had a referral for someone else, because I'd rather take a referral than, than do my own research, I'm going to go ahead and go with that person, even though they charged me 11000 even though my budget was ten. But that dude who already hit me across the head for fourteen five, and I'm looking at the job myself and being like, listen, man, I would have did this for free if I was doing it for myself. But the reason why I don't know how to do it is the reason why I'm paying you guys. The reason I don't know how to do it is because I never took my time to do it. You guys are getting paid for a skill set, and I respect your skills. But you also got to respect the guy who's paying for those skills. But to bring this house up to either living, you know, capabilities or selling capabilities, either or, you got to make sure you make a decision quick because houses, I would not recommend to sit on it too long because you're paying a mortgage. If, if it doesn't make no money, you're having a carrying cost. So every month, every, every month, you know, utilities add up, mortgage adds up, insurance still, still rolling. They don't care what, what you got going on. Make sure you still stay focused. You get me? So that's that. Um, once you get all those things situated, of course, you close, hooray, boom. You want to get a scope of work done. Your scope of work is pretty much what is going to be done in the house. You know, like I, spent, like I spoke before on other 
episodes, you know, I kind of keep everything brief. But for this episode, particularly, I'm going to go into a little more detail about what is the scope of work, what is the rehab process, and how do you find all these other good things and make sure your rehab goes efficiently well. So before you even start looking for a contractor, you got to make sure you know what you're talking about. You got to know what you're looking for. You got to know what you want want to get done. So once you go in this house, let's just say this house doesn't have any problems. You probably just want to do the bathroom over. Cool. The central air is good. Lighting, plumbing, everything's intact. Bet. We good. You just want to write down, you know, this is prematurely. This is not you really doing it like a professional. You just want to write and take notes of everything that needs to be done on the spot. What are the things that you have to get done? What's the priority list? So you know you got to get the bathroom done because you can't have a house without no running bathroom. That's horrible. Got to get the bathroom done. The floors, you see the floors look horrible. Get that done. The kitchen, can you save the kitchen? Can you have those cabinets re- resurface and sand it down and paint it over? Can you do that? Do you want to do that? If you can, let's save money on that. But something has to get replaced in the cabinet, in the, in the kitchen, because you don't want the same energy that you carried on from the last person to carry on to that kitchen. And then let alone you want the kitchen to have a different look, a different feel. Even if you got to replace the lights from regular lights to like can lights, you know, if you do something like that, hanging lights, if you want to change the countertop to marble and all granite, just, just change something for the next person could feel like something was done to the house and let alone so you could feel like you did a great job on the house as well. You know, I just want everybody to be um, very much stable in the house and feel comfortable. I don't want nobody to feel like it was a half-assed job. So once you have everything written down, you know you're going to do the flooring over, cup lights, lighting, replace the ceiling fans, doors, interior doors, the flooring, um, the paint job, interior and outside. Now you have what you have, what you call the scope of work, the list of things that you're about to do to the house. So just like I tell you guys, don't think about what the labor is going to cost you because you still have to buy materials. So the contractor might give you a great price on labor, right? But the materials might still eat you the fuck up. So you need to meet that contractor down the middle somewhere where he feels like you're not going to bullshit him. And also he feels like you're not ripping him off and you don't feel like he's ripping you off because you're giving him business and he's paying people to do the business. So I try to tell everybody, let's leave, let's let's meet down the middle. You know, if it's your first real estate deal, you got to just take it on the chin. You get me? Because the first time I got hit, you feel me? So you just got to take it on the chin. But I don't want you to go into it taking whatever the first person gives you. If this person say, oh, to get this whole house done, you know the house ain't that crazy big. You know it ain't really that much to do. $14,000. And you look at him like, well, I'm going to double check, you know. I don't want you guys to take the first price that's thrown at you. So this thing about that. So the scope of work is what you want to just itemize and figure out what you want to pay for and how you want to make the budget friendly and what other things you want to add to the house. And once you have a Home Depot list, because I recommend you buy your own materials. Why? Because you have people who are snake oil salesmen that will come in, buy more materials or raise the price of the materials on you. And what they'll do is they'll keep the money that, you know, of course, they, they raise the materials on you. And either they'll buy more materials for another job that they're doing, they're making you pay for it. And you just don't really know. So you're thinking you're paying for something and you may have four, six, four to a thousand dollars extra hundred, like four to a thousand dollars, right? That you're being upselled on every, let's say, fourth item. So now you four or five grand over over budget. And the contractor's saying, yeah, man, you know, I'm just, this is the best I could do. He's playing mind games with you, man, because that's not the best way you could do. What's the most that you could do? What's the minimum you could do? And what are we trying to do? You get me? So you want to have a conversation with them. You want to have a conversation with every contractor and you want to let them know, listen, I got this quote from this other guy over here. Even though the quote may not be for real, right? So if you're trying to spend 10 grand, 
He'd be like, listen, man, he spoke to this. This the first contractor told you 14 grand, right? You're trying to spend 10 grand, right? Remember, I told you guys he went four grand over because he started charging on the materials. You tell the next contract, listen, you're like, listen, man, I have a new deal that I'm looking to get done next month or so, right? I need to trust, I need to trust you on this deal so I can know if I want to move forward on that deal. I had another contractor went ahead and quote me on the same job that I'm, you know, that I'm trying to get a quote from you. He quoted me, and it was a little bit over my budget, 11.5. He might be like, so how much are you trying to spend? I'm like, honestly, 10. And he might, man, man, 10 is kind of rough. I'm like, can you at least do, I don't know, man, can you at least do like 11? He charged 11.5. Yeah, but the thing about that is once he was charging me 11.5, it was like he said that, whatever, it, was, it, wasn't, it wasn't something genuine. You know, you don't want to make you don't want to make it seem like this other person is giving you a deal and why didn't you take it? Because it's gonna make it look fishy, right? You want to tell him the deal was great that the other person gave me, but it's the person that I can't work with. Once you hit that person with that, you be like, listen, man, someone recommended me to you, even though no one didn't recommend you. Just like a realtor from a brokerage recommended you to, they said that you do great work. Cool, you get a recommendation, a referral. Not only are they thinking that you're going to take their word for whatever price they're taking for, but they're also knowing they have to keep you happy because you may just be a reincurrent customer. So like, listen, man, this other dude, he charged me 11.5. I was not trying to pay 11.5. It went over my budget, 1,500. I could do 11 for you. You know, if you could do 11 for me, bro, I really appreciate it. And, you know, just try to work with what I got, man. At this point, the other dude charged you 14 grand. You got this dude down to 11 grand. He would have charged you probably 20 if you told him the other dude would have charged you 14. He probably would charge you 13, 12. You feel me? You got that You got that down all the way from 14 to 11.5 to 11. So you only spent $1,000 extra for a great amount of work. And you let that person know that you're about to work with. Listen, man, you don't know me and I don't know you. But what I do know is that I'd rather work with you, continue on the next projects. If you do a really good job on this project, I have other people who obviously they're looking for honest and stand-up contractors all the time, and I feel like I'll be, I'll, I'll feel a great amount of gratitude and confidence to refer you to someone else. You get me? So you just want to make sure you play these mind games because real estate is a mind game sport. It's all about sharks. It's all about who wants, to, who wants to eat this shit the most. Who wants to take control of the most land, of the most deeds, of the most mortgages? Who wants to get the most properties under one year? Who wants to get these houses for a good price, still make a profit, and don't ever get hit over the head like a regular investor? You got to be the best at the best at the, your negotiation skills and your communication skills because not everybody's going to take your word for it. It may just be a little more finessing than you have to in real estate because obviously it's a, it's a player sport. You know, you know somebody, they know you, you know, you plug them in, now it's a whole different rabbit hole you down. You might just be buying more deals based off the people you know. So relationships are key, you know. So when I tell people all the time, pay everybody. Take care of the people who take care of you. Don't, don't have a problem with, like, giving somebody else a job if you can't take care of that person right now. Like, okay, I may not use you, but let me see if I can refer you to somebody else. Let's get that going. So scope of work, once you, like I said, get a good estimate of guesses from all contractors, it may not be exactly what you were looking to pay, but try to pay at least what you're comfortable paying, if that makes sense. If you know the contractor said he's going to do a good job and you trust his confidence, you trust his work, and you obviously had a referral for someone else, because I'd rather take a referral than, than do my own research. I'm gonna go ahead and go with that person, even though if they charged me eleven thousand, even though my budget was ten. But that dude who already hit me across the head for fourteen five, and I'm looking at the job myself and be like, listen, man, 
I would have did this for free if I was doing it for myself. But the reason why I don't know how to do it is the reason why I'm paying you guys. The reason I don't know how to do it is because I never took my time to do it. You guys are getting paid for a skill set. And I respect your skills. But you also got to respect the guy who's paying for those skills. You know? So although the contractor has a boss, I mean, is a boss to the other people who are subcontractors under him, you're his boss. The contractor has is, is a boss to other people, and I'm the contractor's boss. He may not want to admit it. He may not want to say it to my face. But if there is no if there is no money coming from me, how he's gonna pay the subcontractors? How is he gonna keep work going? So whenever I go in these jobs, I get my contractors and everybody I work with because I work with a variety of contractors. I don't I don't use one person for one exact thing. I might use one person for like the basic necessities like flooring and painting, but I may not use that same person to do a foundation or to do a paint job or to do like a, um, a plumbing job or anything extra that may just be out there expertise. And if they do do it, they may be wholesaling it to you. They may find someone else who does it and then charge you extra on it. So I may, I may just work around with other people and always get quotes. So whenever you buy these real estate properties, guys, make sure you get the scope of work done. Make sure you have timelines and deadlines and the material costs and how much materials you're purchasing and where you're leaving them at and the count of everything. Because like I tell you guys all the time, I had a situation where people go in, try to steal materials, people open boxes that's not theirs, people snooping around, and you be like, bro, what are you doing? You feel me? So what I'm telling you guys is don't don't leave all your work and all your money to your contractors to use, to, to people who feel like they could just take over the project for you, do it on their terms, on their budget, and then they pay you still pay them a crazy amount. You get me? Get the same treatment that you would if you were paying for someone else. You know, get make sure everybody's on the same page as you because you don't want to have a contractor who feels like he got to bullshit the work because you pay him, you, you pay him quote unquote, and I say quote unquote, a, a, a unreasonable budget in his eyes. He may want 15, you give him 11, he may start sucking his teeth and rolling his fucking eyes and shit, and now you got a whole different problem on your hands. You feel me? Your girl give me problems, now you got a fucking contract to give me problems. So let's just stay away from that, you get me? Um, other than that, man, you guys, like I said, a scope of work is your most essential thing before you even start the rehab. You will need that to timeline yourself. You will need that to pace yourself. You will need that as a checklist. You will need that to give to contractors as well so they understand what needs to be done. For my contractors, you know what I like to do? I like to create a PDF system that's going to give them the highlighted portion of what needs to be done now. I didn't tell you to work on the bathroom this week. You didn't read the paper. I'm not paying you this week for the bathroom because I just told you, first, we didn't get the materials done. We didn't buy the materials. And then you started on the bathroom before I even told you I needed the bathroom done. So let's not even go on that. Let alone, let's go on another topic as well. If contractors aren't sending you pictures, updating you about what's going on, pushing back dates for other jobs for you, um, you don't have a good contractor. Like if your contractor is not willing to come out there the second time and take care of something that they fucked up or their men fucked up, not a good contractor. Get rid of them. When you have these scope of works, make sure you're always budget itemizing everything that's done. Make sure you're always keeping the invoice. Don't be paying none of these guys under the table because once you start going over a certain amount of money and rehabs and income, you know, unfortunately, we we are watched. You know, we watched every day constantly about our money, where it goes, how it flows, how it comes in. So you just want to keep an itemized budget list of everything you spent money on and how much was spent. Um, I would recommend to get a Home Depot credit card if you haven't. And the reason why is, like I said, to avoid the contractors, let alone making making them go ahead and buy the materials and charge you one big sum you buy the materials, and then you can actually make them send you a checklist, a cart that 
you will see what materials are being bought. And then I like to question, why is this being bought? What's that, what's that being bought? Okay, cool. If I know I bought LED lights and I walked in the house, there's no fucking LED lights. Where's my LED lights? You know, I need those LED lights back in my, in back in my pocket. So let's get that going. So I try to tell people all the time, listen, don't bullshit the bullshitters. Don't bullshit the winners. Don't bullshit the people who are trying to like come up off of you. Like, just focus on yourself. Do the right things. Don't cut corners. Pay your contractors if they feel like they're paying. If you're paying them too much, it's always good to have a second opinion coming coming in. It's always good to get a second um, eyes on the job. I'm not always saying go with the first person, but sometimes you may just have no other choice. But what I'm telling you at the end of the day is keep copies, follow up, stay on top of these guys because a contractor, they're not your babysitter, right? They're only getting the job done based off what you pay them, based on how fast you pay them, based on how clear of a communication you give them. So if there's no clear communication, there's going to be a lot of moving around, a lot of distraught, a lot of fuck up, fucked up, fucked up shit going on. And we don't need that. You feel me? Time is money. And that's something we need. You know, we need time. We need money. We can't just waste both. So like I said, at the end of the day, keep chasing your dreams. Roll the billions has been a fucking journey. I love you guys from the bottom of my heart. Like I said, we're going up to the millions. We're going up to double M's real soon. We're going to hit a B real soon. And when I tell you guys we're already living in our dream, I'm already living as a developer. I'm already living as this, this mogul that is doing real estate on high scales and high peaks and high charts that the only thing you guys can only hear from me is my voice. Sooner or later, people are going to be paying to see me on stage and paying to see me on these big-ass conferences because the game that I'm giving now is only going to be more when I gain more experience in this game of real estate because it's forever a knowledgeable game. It's forever changing. It's forever something you're being adapted to based on the market, based on the season, based on the people, based on the environment. So it's forever changing. And like I tell you guys from the bottom of my heart, man, I'm going to keep chasing my dreams. I'm going to keep giving you guys the advice that I wish I was given to when I was coming up. And although I may not have all the answers, if I try to find if I find the answers for you guys, I will give the answers to you guys. If you guys DM me, I will look to answer you guys' questions about real estate, about business, about entrepreneurship, all in all, guys. You know, I'm just trying to keep you guys posted, trying to keep you guys in motion, trying to give you guys some motivation. Because like I said, I used to sleep on air mattress, not know what I was going to do next. But I woke up one day and I just said, fuck this shit, I need to get rich. And, you know, I just went ahead and went and did that. So, like I said, from the bottom of my heart, I appreciate you guys for listening to Roll the Billions podcast. It's been an amazing journey. You guys keep chasing your dreams. Thank you.